hello and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet. And speaking of raging, do you hear the raging ocean in the background? That's because, yes, I'm talking to you right next to the ocean. Well, not right next to the ocean, but I guess about 100 feet from the ocean sort of calculating the distance between me and the ocean and I think it is just about the size of Godzilla you know I always kind of visualize how big would Godzilla be if he showed up right now or how big would King Kong be but if Godzilla showed up right now and then he felt a little sleepy and he wanted to just kind of have a little nap And he closed his eyes and laid down, you know. That would be about the distance between me and the ocean. Pretty cool, right? I mean, I admit it's a little more peaceful without Godzilla here, but I like Godzilla, so I always think he was greatly misunderstood. Ultimately, the Japanese understood that Godzilla was really cool. He was a good dude. He didn't really want to do bad things. I mean, if he killed you, most likely it was because you were trying to kill him or because he just accidentally stepped on you. But he wasn't, like, purposely trying to kill the people unless they were shooting at him, you know? But, you know, it depends on the movie you see. Sometimes he's a bad guy, sometimes he's a good guy. But I basically kind of think he's a good guy. But I digress. My point is that Godzilla was a good guy and greatly misunderstood. You know, that happens a lot. What we've been talking about recently in my circle of friends and with my lovely girlfriend Lila is how so many people get misunderstood and I think it's a really good thing to fight for equality and human rights and decency for all so everyone has a fair shot and everyone has a chance and I think it's a really good thing to always try to do the right thing and try to be as kind as you can be and as respectful as you can be. But I have to admit that sometimes it feels like I'm walking a tightrope trying not to disrespect anyone. Like, I'll give you an example. I tend to give food to homeless people in the park because I always have leftover food and I really like walking around in the park in New York City and finding homeless people and giving them the food. And I was sharing that information with a friend of mine, and she said, oh no, you can no longer call them homeless people. That's not the proper term, it's disrespectful. And I said, so what do I call them? How do I explain? I, you know, it seemed kind of weird to just say I walked up to a guy and gave him food. You know, it seemed more appropriate to say that he was really down on his luck. And she said, you're supposed to call them unhoused. I think I'm saying that right. So I'm like, oi, vey is mere. I have so many things to remember all the time. Like they didn't pick up my garbage. And I was a little upset. So I complained. I said, the garbage man never picked up my garbage. And I was told, oh, no, that's very disrespectful. You cannot call them the garbage man. You must call them a sanitation engineer or sanitation. Uh, there was some other term, but it was something like sanitation engineer. And I'm like, I got a feeling the guy who's making more money than most of the people in the neighborhood to pick up the garbage. 
doesn't mind so much being called the garbage guy, but I don't want to disrespect anyone, so I'm really trying really, really, really hard. But it just seems like every time I wake up, there's another thing I'm not supposed to say. So I feel like this should just be a manual. And that already, I might have offended someone. A fee manual. Um, a manual and fee manual. <laughs> I don't know. This should be something that's constantly distributed to everyone so that we know all the things that we're no longer allowed to say in case we would accidentally insult or offend someone. But it gets to be downright exhausting. And even right now, there's probably a lot of people listening to me thinking, you know, how dare you call the sanitation engineer the garbage man? How dare you call that unhoused person a homeless person? I mean, it's exhausting. But I'm trying, I'm trying, I admit, Sometimes it seems just a little bit impossible, but it's a work in progress. So as long as we're always trying to do the right thing, you know, we're on the path, you know, but sometimes you feel like sometimes it gets a little bit carried away. Like I cook for a living and I am a caterer and I'm a chef. And there's certainly nothing wrong with those things. And people call me chef or whatever, you know, sometimes they call me other things that I can't say on public radio. But what if all of a sudden I started saying, oh, no, 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 you must not call me Chef Rossi. You must instead call me culinary engineer Rossi. Or you must not call me Rossi the caterer. You must call me Rossi the... um, Let's see. We need another word. Culinary extraordinaire designer. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? It feels like it gets a little carried away. But I'm in a mood right now. So maybe the way to resolve this would be if Godzilla would come, because we've already established that Godzilla was a good guy, just a bit misunderstood. So if Godzilla would come with a long list and try really hard not to step on anyone and knock over any buildings and kill anyone. And the long list could be, these are all the things you're no longer supposed to say, and these are all the things that you should say so you don't insult or offend anyone. But then people will look up and they'll be like, look, that's a giant lizard. And Godzilla will say, oh, no, no, no. I am not a lizard. I am a green-hued god, I suppose. I prefer to be called a green god. I'm not a lizard. And, you know, I'd have to add that to the list, too. You know, it gets to be exhausting. So just kind of percolate on that a little bit. I'm sure you've had an experience, too, of things that you're not supposed to say anymore. Like, I feel like I'm in trouble all the time. I'm a nice person with a big mouth. Yes, I have a big mouth, but I'm always in trouble. And I'm like, oh, no, you can't say this, and you can't say this, and you have to say that, and you have to say that. And sometimes it feels very reasonable. Absolutely. There's a lot of things people have called me because I am a gay woman that I really don't think are called for and or lovely or respectful. They're downright insulting and homophobic. And there's a lot of things people have called me as a woman that I really think are derogatory and sexist and misogynist and all those things. So I get it, I get it, I get it. But 
you know, can I still call Godzilla a big giant lizard for crying out loud? Anyway, but I digress. So what I want to talk to you about today, now that I've gotten that off my chest, I want to talk to you about cereal because I just got asked very recently for an article that will come out one day soon, I promise, to give my opinion and my advice on ways to have cereal last all day long. So the idea for the article was that, you know, everyone's having money problems, or not everyone, some people are making a fortune right now. Um, I don't think Amazon is suffering, do you? But there's inflation, people are having money problems. So the article was, you know, how could you take a box of cereal that you have in your cupboard, and maybe you don't have a lot of money to go grocery shopping, and, you know, use it all day long, use it for other meals. Well, I said, boy, did you, boy, not just boy, boy and girl, did you come to the right place? See what I mean? It gets exhausting. Instead of saying, boy, did you come to the right place? I could say, they, did you come to the right place? Boy and girl, did you come to the right place? I mean, it's exhausting. So why don't I just take the boy out all together and go, wowza, did you come to the right place? See? But it's exhausting. Anyway, work in progress, and I'm trying. But you got to keep your sense of humor. Anyway, so I said, I actually said, boy, did you come to the right place? And nobody said I said anything wrong. But I'm sure if I said it in print in a national magazine, I would get a letter from someone saying, well, what if they're a girl? Why do you have to say, boy, did you come to the right place? You know what I mean? It makes you crazy. But anyway, wowza, did they come to the right place? Because I had a lot to say on the subject. I had a bride. You know, whenever I meet with clients, I always ask them for their magical foodie wish list of all their favorite things in the world. And then I wrap the menu around it. And sometimes they ask me for some pretty crazy things. Oh, I'm not supposed to say crazy anymore. That's on the list. So sometimes they ask me for some pretty kooky things, except for the fact that I love the word crazy because it describes most of the food that I make. But we'll talk about that later. But sometimes they ask me for some, for some pretty kooky things. Like I had a bride some years ago who asked me if she could have all the food on her wedding red. She was obsessed with the color red. She wanted everything red. It was pretty challenging. So we did things with raspberry coolie. Right away, I thought of that. We had lots of red beets that showed up everywhere. And anything you cook with red beets automatically turns red. So if you cook pasta with red beets, you're going to have red pasta. So that wasn't such a hard thing. And we had red sauce and red mole and red, 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 red. I mean, it was a thing. But um, this particular bride I want to talk about said, well, her favorite thing in the world was children's breakfast cereal, like really sweet breakfast cereal. And could she have that in lots of different ways on her wedding, on the menu? And I said to her, boy, did you come to the right place? And she didn't yell at me and say I'm a girl because it's a figure of speech. It's got nothing to do with boys and girls. But like I said, here we go, right? Anyway. So, everybody knows about Rice Krispie Treats. We've all had Rice Krispie Treats, and they're always delicious, but how about, you know, bumping it up a little bit? So, for this bride, I did Fruit Loop Krispies, and they were so popular, I've had them on my menus ever since. And basically, it's the same idea as a Rice Krispie Treat. 
you know, you melt the butter, you stir in the marshmallows, you melt the marshmallows, you mix it up with the cereal. But it doesn't have to be Rice Krispies. It can be Fruit Loops. It can be Apple Jacks. It can be Cheerios. It can be Captain Crunch. You know, I've done it with lots of different kinds of cereal. We had some years ago, instead of a wedding cake, we gave the bride all kinds of Krispies. So at that point, we had uh, Count Chocula Krispies, but then they discontinued Count Chocula after that, which is a crime against humanity. But I've heard they're bringing Count Chocula back, thank God, because that was one of the four basic food groups. You know, there was meat, unless you're a vegetarian, protein, vegetable starch, you know, all those things, but also Count Chocula. So instead of having a wedding cake, she had Fruit Loop Krispies and Rice Krispies and Count Chocula Krispies. And um, I think we did uh, Lucky Charms Krispies, which is sort of redundant, marshmallow and marshmallow, but it was fabulous. Anyway, so that was a great thing. But everyone expects desserts when you're talking about repurposing breakfast cereal. They don't expect savory. So what else did I do? Well, we're famous for our gorgeous mac and cheese fritters. I mean, they're crazy good. Basically, I make a gooey triple cheese mac and cheese like the day before. And then we roll it into balls. And we roll that usually into a little spice flour. And then into egg. And then into breadcrumbs. But in this case, we rolled it into little spice flour. And then into eggs that I give a shot of Tabasco also because I like to spice it up. But then into crushed Captain Crunch works great. In this case, we did crushed Kellogg's cornflakes. I guess that was a shout out to Kellogg's. But it was a cornflake crusted mac and cheese fritter. I'm telling you, really, really awesome. Or you could just make like a big tray of mac and cheese. And, you know, everyone likes to put breadcrumbs or Parmesan on top. You could do crumbled cornflakes on top. Why not? You can toast the cornflakes and then crumble them even better. So then we did Captain Crunch fried chicken. Captain Crunch is awesome. So we made the fried chicken. We did chicken tenders, which I make a few different ways. Lately, I'm big on marinating the chicken and not using any eggs. So I'll make a marinade out of lots of ketchup and hot sauce and a little apple cider vinegar and maybe some Worcestershire, maybe a dash of barbecue give it lots of flavor, marinate my chicken in that. I've talked to you about this just a few podcasts ago. And then instead of doing the egg, I can go right from that into my seasoned flour and fry it. But in this case, we did the Captain Crunch. So the way I did it at that wedding was I dredged my chicken in the flour and dredged it in egg. And then instead of breadcrumbs, as we would, we had the crushed Captain Crunch. But now I would do it where I marinate the chicken in my ketchup barbecue kind of awesome marinade and then dredge it in crushed, super crushed Captain Crunch and do it in like tenders or chicken fingers. Anyway, you can see breakfast cereal, it just kind of, it really wants to come out and play. And I guess I have a lot of experience with breakfast cereal because growing up, my mother would always have like a bathtub of breakfast cereal. Like she would go to these triple coupons and double coupon sales. She would come back with like 20 boxes of cornflakes or 30 boxes of Rice Krispie treats or 40 boxes of Cheerios. And we just were drowning in these breakfast cereals. And so, you know, of course, you could have it in the morning with milk. 
But, you know, I started looking for other ways to have it. So I guess I was destined to be a caterer because here I am at the age of 10, 11, and 12 years old looking for ways to reuse this breakfast cereal because it was getting boring. You know, she'd had the 30 boxes of cornflakes that we had every day for six months. It was like Diana already. That gets really boring. I was going to use a word that you're not allowed to use, but I caught myself. What do you think of that? Anyway, if you hear a little turbulence in the background, it's because there's a bunch of people playing around, jumping in the water, waiting for Godzilla to appear. But anyway, so what I decided back then, I think I might have been about 12 when I decided this, was that, you know, basically I felt life was a sandwich. Like everything in life was meant to be in a sandwich. I was obsessed with bread. So obsessed that later on I became allergic to gluten. So it's sort of, there you have it. But, um, I mean, I love bread so much that I would have mustard sandwiches. Well, you know how I feel about mustard. Where I would take, like, white bread and slather Golden's mustard in it and just make a sandwich just like that. Like, who wanted to even deal with the cold cuts or cheese or anything? But one of my big-time favorites, really my entire life, was peanut butter. I mean, peanut butter just rocks. So I was used to having peanut butter sandwiches or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But one day when I came home from school starving to death, I thought, why not add a little texture? So I took the bread, I slathered the peanut butter on it, and in this particular day, I kind of crushed up Cheerios and put them over the peanut butter. Then I slathered some peanut butter on another piece of bread because you can never have enough peanut butter. And I made a super gooey peanut butter and Cheerio sandwich. I got to tell you, that was crazy good. And I tried it. I said, well, it works so well with Cheerios. Why not try it with cornflakes? Mm, I didn't like the cornflakes quite, quite as much as the Cheerios, but I thought, let's keep trying. Uh, I think my favorite combination might have been buckwheats. Do you remember buckwheats? I think they discontinued them. But buckwheats and peanut butter sandwiches were pretty awesome. Lucky Charms worked great. Well, Count Chocula, come on. That works great on everything. So I did hear, like I said, they're bringing Count Chocula back, and I sure hope so, because I miss, I miss the Count. I miss the Count of Chocula. Anyway, so basically I discovered breakfast cereal really liked being inside of a sandwich. It was crazy good, but I can't say crazy anymore. So it was mentally challenged good. But ask a 12-year-old to say that their Cheerio and peanut butter sandwich was mentally challenged good. It doesn't really work. So could I just say it was crazy good? I'm, you know, come on, Diana, give me a break. I'm trying here. You know, I don't know. What would Godzilla say? Godzilla would probably say there's not enough peanut butter in all of New Jersey to feed him. So that'd be like another issue entirely. But think about breakfast cereal for a minute. It really wants to come out and play, and so do we, because life is so serious and there's so many bad, crappy things happening right now. I mean, what's happening in the Ukraine is ridiculous. People being murdered every day, children made homeless, children freezing in the cold when there's no heat, you know, people losing their fathers, they're getting out of the country and leaving their fathers behind to fight. I mean, all of these innocent people having their lives ruined, having everything they knew changed. I mean, how are these kids ever going to get past that, get past seeing their home destroyed, get past 
leaving their home and leaving their father behind to fight the war. I mean, that's lifelong trauma. And if you have a warm bed and if you're not worried about being killed and if Vladimir Putin isn't after you, you know, count yourself lucky. But a lot of these people can't say that. And a lot of people who don't have a place to live, who are formerly homeless people, who are now unhoused people, you know, they're like, it's a crazy amount. See, there we go again. It's an unusually large amount of unhoused people find themselves walking all over the place because times got really hard with COVID and they were hard enough before, but now they're twice as hard now. And so if you have a warm bed and you have a home and Vladimir Putin isn't trying to kill you and Godzilla didn't try to step on you, count yourself lucky. But maybe lighten up a little bit. Don't be so serious all the time. Have a little bit of fun because life is really hard. So think about it. Now, how might you do something in your day, since you're listening to me and hopefully being inspired by me, how might you do something in your day where you could stir in a little bit of fun? Like think about something that you normally make. Could perhaps breakfast cereal make an appearance on that creation? We've already established that cornflakes love mac and cheese. You know, just like we found out that Fritos love chili. Now I don't even like to make chili unless I can serve it with a Frito topping. Fritos also really like tacos. Just like potato chips really like being in a sandwich because it's all about the texture, you know? It's like that song all about the base, about the base. I talked to you about it last week, I think. It's all about the texture. So Cheerios give good texture and potato chips give good texture and so do pretzels. And clearly, you know, I'm on a roll here. Now I feel like I want a Cheerio and peanut butter sandwich. It's in my head. Here we go. So how might you have a little bit of fun? Like you're probably going to make, you have kids, you're probably going to make pasta, right? So could you play in a little fun with that pasta? Macaroni and cheese, yes. Breakfast cereal, yes. Sandwiches, breakfast cereal, yes. How about pizza? You know, I have to say I haven't tried breakfast cereal on pizza yet, but while I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about it. So who like mozzarella and marinara? Mm, I don't necessarily see cornflakes or Cheerios or Count Chocula, Count Chocula or Fruit Loops on pizza, but people do like pineapple on pizza. So if they like pineapple on pizza, they might like Apple Jacks on pizza. I am not one of the people who like pineapple on a pizza, but I don't know. Is there a savory breakfast cereal? Well, buckwheats might work, but they don't have buckwheats anymore. Anyway, for now, I'm going to go with apple jacks on pizza for the people who like pineapple on pizza. What do they call that? Hawaiian pizza? That could rock. But um, let me just stew on that a little bit. Uh, Also, I have to tell you, because last week I was sharing my wonderful Valentine's experience with you, with Vivi, who made the best food, and we had a great dinner together, and it was just a big love festival. And I didn't have her particular recipe for squash, but I have to say she does something that I admit I do not do, and it would explain why she has the best squash I've ever tasted in my life. So I always toss up my zucchini and olive oil, salt and pepper seasoning, put it in the oven. But what she does is she greases up a baking pan 
puts that in the oven, gets it super hot, seasons up her squash, and then puts the zucchini or yellow squash, whatever she's using, on the super hot baking pan and gets it kind of charbroiled like that. She sort of sears it right on the baking pan. So that's a nice little trick. And Vivi, I think it's fabulous, darling, and you're the vegetable queen of the universe. But I personally am not going to keep, I'm not going to be doing that for my catering business because when we cook zucchini and yellow squash, we're cooking like cases and cases of it. So probably I won't do that. But if I were just making a little bit at home, probably I would. And what does this have to do with breakfast cereal? Nothing. But I had to kind of tell you because I didn't tell you properly last week and we need to honor the great queen of vegetables, Vivi. She's also the queen of chicken and fish and lots of other things. But right now we're talking about vegetables. I don't know if she's a queen of breakfast cereal. I might have to retain that particular title, at least for now. So in closing of all of this, I would have to say, look for ways to add a little fun to what you do. You know, certainly breakfast cereal would like to be in salads. Why not? You put croutons in your salad, do you not? So why not, why not some crumbled up Cheerios? I think that would work nicely. Some toasted cornflakes could work really nicely. Fritos love salad, just letting you know about that one. When I do my Cuban Caesars, I use plantain chips instead of croutons. And so many people are gluten-free these days, so you never know what anyone can eat anyway. So, and certainly start making Rice Krispies out of a zillion things besides Rice Krispies. And I've already told you about my Rice Krispie tahini treat, which is a vegan gluten-free treat. But I've also done that with other cereals as well. It's time to bring out your inner child and let it play. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but my inner child is really didn't get a chance to play enough. Probably because when I was a kid, I was trying really, really, really hard to be a grown-up. Look, I was 12 years old, and I was always trying to bump up my mother's cooking. No, no, we must have Cheerios as a sandwich now. If I had figured out what kind of cereal worked on pizza, I surely would have been putting it on pizza bagels. But maybe by the next time I talk to you, I'll work out what kind of cereal likes being on pizza. You know what I mean? Because why not? And the moment Count Chocula comes out, I'm going to be inventing a whole bunch of things for Count Chocula. By the way, of course, there's the obvious breakfast cereal as an ice cream topping. Who doesn't love that? But I don't feel like that's challenging. I feel like the Captain Crunch fried chicken and cornflake crusted mac and cheese are a little more interesting, a little more challenging. You know what I mean? So go out and play. Bring your inner child out to play. I'm... I'm regressing now because I really didn't get to spend enough time being a kid. I don't know about you, but, you know, I had a little bit of a rocky life. You know, we moved a lot. We were always the new kids in school. There were always bullies. I have to say there's a special place in hell for bullies. People who should go to hell immediately. Number one, lousy tippers. If you're a lousy tipper, don't even bother to die. Just go to hell right now. Because all the people that are busting their tuchas to be your waiter and your bartender and your hairdresser and all of these other things, they work for tips. And if you're going to give them a lousy tip, well, you know what? Why should you get good food and good service? You should immediately postpone dying and go straight to hell. That is my opinion. 
You know, who else was going to hell? I forgot. The lousy tippers were first, and I forgot who else was going to hell. I got all excited about that, but it's true. You know, especially these days, everyone is understaffed. I don't know what happened. We got through COVID, and no one wanted to work anymore. So you go to a restaurant, and there's one poor waiter with, like, 20 tables. They're killing themselves, and then you're going to be a lousy tipper on top of that? Forget it. Don't bother croaking. You just go straight to hell. But for everyone else who's a good tipper, have fun, relax, enjoy, have some breakfast cereal, and if I can figure out what goes good on pizza, you know, there's that. And Godzilla, please come around anytime you want, but don't step on anyone. And, you know, if you keep making boo-boos like I do with words you can't say anymore, just forgive yourself. It's all a work in progress. Life is a work in progress. This is Rossi for Raging and Eating. And as always, food is love, and so are you. Now go out and get your fun on. Get that inner child out and play. Rock on.